This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to episode 287 of Crack the Customer Code. Captains Adam and Jeannie are ready for liftoff. So we talk about customer journey mapping a but I've started witnessing a somewhat disturbing trend. And that is that we're not considering what happens in our multi-device world and how we move from one device to another. Like, Adam, how many screens are you on right now as we record this? (laughs) Well, I'm only on one because I'm focused. However, if I were to look around my room, I would say I have four. Mm -hmm. And most of us have all these different devices. Some people go to an office and use a PC. They come home, they've got a Mac. In between, I mean, how many people do you know who carry around two smartphones, right? One for work and one for not work. (laughs) (laughs) One for not work. (laughs) And so this this kind of presented itself to me as an issue because a lot of people are talking about mobile first development, mobile first this. But honestly, it's not really about one mobile journey. It's about how can we make a customer's lives or a customer's life easier if they want to start a process with your company and your brand on their phone, and maybe you've got a limited mobile site, and then they want to finish that when they boot up the computer after the kids are bed in bed, you know, hours later. And not a lot of places do this well, and it's because they're not thinking about the journey as a multi-device journey. In some cases, they even separate it by operating systems. So they have people working on the Apple iOS, you know, journey for iPhones and iPads in one part of the company. And then they've got their Android developers somewhere else. And they don't even talk to each other. They don't even know what the other one is working on. So it's it's getting better. But I continue to see this. And that's why I wanted to talk about it today. So what do you think, Adam? I would I would add another cause cause for it. So, you know, it's not that people are not focused on it only that is part of it. Uh, I think the other issue is it's really hard and really expensive to do. Um, It's not truth to that. It's not easy. Well, let's, you know, who, who are the people that should be the best at it? Apple, right? The, the eco, the great ecosystem where everything's supposed to sync and everything's supposed Mm -hmm. to work on every device and it all works magically. Mm -hmm. Uh, as someone who owns pretty much all those devices except for the watch i can tell you it does not (laughs) um and they're and and they're you know the top of the game it's not easy to do i mean it is and and you start talking about a company you know that's even like salesforce's size and i I don't Mm -hmm. know if they're they do it well or don't do it well i'm just you start getting to that it's a lot of money to make it happen you drop down you know, next level where you're not even dealing with public companies mm-hmm. and you're dealing with private company budgets, uh, you know, it's really tricky. There's a lot of technical um, 
stuff to use the technical mm-hmm. term. There's a lot of technical yeah, sure. stuff, Jeannie. <laughs> sure. Slow down a little bit. I, well, I don't, yeah, <laughs> l- let me break it down so everybody can understand. <laughs> There's technical stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, th- there are a lot of things that have to happen and it it costs a lot in development time, costs a lot mm-hmm. in infrastructure and it's not that easy. So I think part of it, and it's always shifting. So once you're figuring, you're, by the time you figure out yesterday's problem, it is yesterday's problem. Right. And expectation. And so I think part of not focusing on it may just be that like, well, what are we going to (laughs) do in some cases? And part of it is just, you're right. They're not seeing the forest for the trees. They're not seeing how important it is, uh, except in some of the just biggest companies that we always talk about, Apple and Amazon and things like that. Right. But I think if you take that one step further, there are some situations where you want to be recognized as a customer as well. And so if you if your cookies are being tracked and it's only on your desktop, then they're not going to recognize you when you go to your mobile. So there's a whole new layer of technology where some brands are putting cookies in the cloud to help with that recognition. And that's you know, talk about complicated. That gets pretty crazy. I don't know if you can hear it. We have big thunderstorms here. I just heard that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was perfect timing. Now they're putting cookies in the cloud. <laughs> and boom. The big <laughs> yes. Cause that's pretty much the end of privacy as we know it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought the clouds were, you know, trying to say like, we don't want those. We cookies don't want the cookies. That was, that was perfectly timed. I hope that is on the recording. Uh, please yes. editor, leave it in. We're gonna, we're gonna, that's our natural sound effect from Florida here. <laughs> but I mean, it it does get complicated. And I think the point that I work on with my clients and when I, you know, speak to groups is that even if it's complicated, you still have to think about it. You still have to actually walk through the journey as your customer and say, what would happen if I started this process on my phone and then I tried to finish it later? Would I be recognized? If not, what can we do about that? Can we give guidance? to customers and say, hey, if you're not recognized here, please log in or anything like all of those things that you have to think through in those situations. It's just a matter of actually focusing on it and thinking through and not making all these assumptions that somebody who starts on their phone has a very distinct, you know, way of working and they're going to work through on their phone. Well, sometimes we need bigger screens or vice versa. And so at least looking for ways that you can help the customer wherever you can is better than just saying, well, those iOS people really have it made because it's all synced up in their world, but nowhere else. <laughs> like, Forget everybody else. <laughs> um, and so it's just, you know, I'm, I'm really encouraging folks to think through this multi-device world we live through, we live in because it's not going anywhere, anywhere soon. And you just brought up the watch. That's like a whole other layer. So Right, you but know, you've, really got to, you've got to ask that. what are your customers using. You've got to ask right. what do your customers want because not every company need every company needs to think through it. I think that's a great yes. point that you've made. Every company needs to think through it, but not every company needs to come to the same conclusion. Right, that everything has to be multi-device and work seamlessly across devices and right. all this stuff. One, it may simply be too much of a hurdle and mm-hmm. not that important. It may not be the best use of your resources, depending on your business model, depending on your customer base. And so forth. And the longer you wait, and I'm not saying you should wait, I'm just saying that the longer you do wait, uh, the more likely there are going to be third party applications for smaller organizations who can't do this on their own, 
just simply mm-hmm. can't afford it. There are going to be third-party applications in the cloud, SaaS, stuff like that, that mm-hmm. you're going to be able to use that will have already solved these issues for you. Right. It's really about knowing your customer and, uh, to your point, thinking through it and trying to figure out, okay, what is the experience we want to provide? What's the experience we can consistently and well and provide well? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't do you any good to have all these bells and whistles if they're breaking, you know, every third, <laughs> you right. know, every third uh, transaction. And that's another right. issue. What can you actually execute mm-hmm. and that you can be successful at and provide consistent experiences? Yeah. And, and you may not have to do everything in every device, but you have to at least think through the journey. And if people did that, that would make me really happy. <laughs> it doesn't take much. <laughs> well, Jeannie, we'll know if they're doing it because we've got cookies in the cloud. Nice. Where's my thunder boom? <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting. It's coming. The, the, the dark uh, children of the corn clouds are on the way here. <laughs> nice dating myself again i know (laughs) all right let's wrap this puppy i think so but keep thinking about it that's that's how we end here keep thinking uh and we want to thank you so much for listening to crack the customer code and continuing to think with us we are a proud member of the c-suite radio family and as you know if you like c-suite radio and we know you do then check out c-suite tv at c-suitetv.com I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can find lots of customer experiences, customer experience resources like blogs, webinars, and more at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Tapork, and you can find out more about me and our customer service workshops and training at customersetstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.